0: There is something that's called La Fofolle. Supposedly, these are children that died through some horrific accident to where they're demon-like children, and they appear in the shape of lights that try to get you to follow them so you'll be lost forever in the swamps. Yeah, when you hear, like, scraping claws underneath the bed, and it moves, and uh, you can... I was so terrified, dude. I pulled the blanket over my
1: head. I could hear whatever it was breathing outside the sheet.
0: was a little gaffer there. We got into a car accident, hit a moose. My mom ended up under the steering wheel of the car and she had a big hand-shaped bruise on her shoulder. It was like somebody pushed her underneath the steering wheel. My mom should have gotten decapitated. The weird part was we hit a moose and we had a moose hanging from the rear view mirror.
1: The only other thing that I could think of would be
2: a bear, but there's no bears in that area either. It's just not the right habitat for them and a when you see that a bear, a bear is going to move. It's going to take off for the most part. And this thing just sat and did nothing.
1: This material world that you're told is bound by science and everything else, obviously, obviously science and physics are very important. There is so much more out there that is left to study, that is left to learn about.
0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Investigation Cryptoparology. Sit back, get relaxed, and crack open your favorite cold beverage as we dive deep into the abyss of what we were told couldn't possibly exist. Folks, check out Polky's Acrylic Art LLC out of Shrever, Louisiana. Mr. Polky is an interpretationist painter, meaning whatever you would want him to paint, it would be done per his interpretation of the piece. His work speaks for itself, and you can see examples of his work on our website at www.investigation-cryptopairology.com. Just tap or click on the Sponsors tab. If you would like to get in touch with Mr. Polkey, you may do so by either emailing him at t.polkey@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com, that's t-p-o-l-k-e-y at yahoo.com, or by call or text at one nine eight five two two seven. 3037 and if no one answers just leave a voicemail or send a text prices depend on size and depth of piece hello and welcome to investigation cryptopariology i'm your host will francis tonight we are talking to lissa p from idaho who works in healthcare who had a terrifying experience in harriman utah Lisa,
1: hi so yeah as as was stated this was back uh in utah this happened about 13 14 years ago and um basically the house it was a house i was renting it gave off a kind of a weird vibe to begin with and um things started out really slow so it started out with just tapping on the walls and so i would just hear like it was it just sounded like somebody tapping their finger on the walls and it would be different patterns and different um like speeds I mean it, it changed all the time and so that was kind of my first indication that it, it wasn't just the house settling Um especially because it would move also from room to room and it started out in the basement most of the things that happened happened in the basement Um as things kind of escalated it escalated actually kind of fast and I think the reason for that is I truly believe if you challenge the spirits, then they're like challenge accepted and and they come out full force. And that's kind of what happened. I feel like my ex-husband was challenging spirits and being like, I don't believe you. Well, maybe you should appear to me. And I was just dying and asking him, please stop. This is not something I want to play with. So when things progressed, um, they they turned into, instead of just tapping, I would see shadows, and it would just be like, um, like somebody walking past the doorway, and I just see that shadow, and um, it just scared me to death. And that was all downstairs in the basement, like I said. And then um, I could hear it, what sounded like banging and and. Um, like the air ducting is what i 'm trying to explain somebody banging in the air ducting so I could hear it echoing throughout the whole house um, and it would be when the air wasn 't even running there 's no air there 's no heat, nothing 's running so after that, after the air duct thing happened a couple of times, then um, I started having experiences with this upstairs in the in the upstairs part of the house and instead of just seeing shadows I saw vividly a black um it had like the head of a goat it had horns I don't even know how else to explain it but it was all black it had red eyes that would go black and um and I would see it in my bedroom in the corner of my bedroom and it would just stand there and watch and it would just it would scare me to death. I would close my eyes as hard as I could. I open them back up and it's still there staring at me. Um, and my, my pets saw it too. My dogs would growl at it. It was so creepy. The cats would hiss and run. I mean, it was terrifying. And then um, most of the things happened at night, of course. But I did have experiences in the day with this thing as well. Um, The last straw was I could hear it coming down the hall. Um, Only my hall was carpeted, but I could hear hoofs like walking on a hard, hard floor. And there wasn't any hard floor in that house. It was all carpet, um, with the exception of linoleum bathrooms, but it was clearly coming down the hallway like a goat hoof. I mean, I don't know how else to explain that. Um, So I, at this point I was living in the house by myself and I just had had enough. It was too scary for me. I started reaching out to several different religious organizations to have the house exercised, cleansed, blessed, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I had... Um, several religions I actually had two different two or three different religions I can't remember for sure come out and bless the house or exercise it or whatever they call that in there I mean several different religions call it different things Um, so the first time it it was exercised or blessed um, that's that's when things got really bad and so it was it was exercised and blessed and I felt better about it. I came inside. Sorry, I've got to take a drink really quick. No, you're fine. Um, I came inside after they had left and it was broad daylight and I went into my laundry room and the laundry room was at the top of the stairs leading to the basement and I saw the goat figure standing at the bottom of the stairs and all of a sudden it just darted up the stairs running at me full force faster than anything I can even, not human. I mean, it was so fast. Humans can't move that fast. And, um, and I ran back out the house and I called another religion and they came and they blessed the house and um, told me how, how their religion gets rid of sort of bad spirits or evil demons or whatever um and so I I tried that when I went back in the house because when I went back in the house it came back and it got to the point where I could close my eyes and I could see it it would run at me even with my eyes closed I could still see it But it would, it would just run at me every time I had the house blessed or exercised. It just got worse and worse and worse. And it felt like the thing got more aggressive too. So it wasn't just, like I said, it would, it would run at me and I'd close my eyes and I could still see it coming at me. I could hear it breathing. I could hear, um, like I said, the hoofs on the carpet, but it was sounded like hard floor, um, and it just got scarier and scarier each time. And and it got to the point where I just, I moved out. I left the house and they they told me they had problems keeping um, renters in the house. And after that, I was like, well, no, no wonder you got like evil demon people coming, running at people in your house. It's terrifying, you know? And so <laughs> I I felt kind of frustrated because I've heard of people having success with having their houses exercised or blessed but it just it didn't work for me and one of the religions mentioned um now I can't remember numbers I think he said there were 12 main demons and this was one of them apparently and he told me the name of it and I can't remember the name of it and even if I did I'm not sure I would have the bravery to even repeat it (laughs) so but um yeah it was it was absolutely terrifying
0: sounds like it.
1: Yeah, so I've actually had a couple of experiences like that. Um do you mind if I share another one?
0: Tell as many as you'd like.
1: Okay. So, um now I don't know I'm sure maybe, maybe some people will disagree with this and that's fine, but this was my experience. I went camping with a whole bunch of girls. It was a girls camp. And we um you know, it was pretty late at night. I'm not, I mean, it was probably 10 o'clock, I guess, which is pretty late in girls camp language. But um, we heard these girls and they were running and screaming. And I was like, what the heck? So we, we unzipped our tent. And we were like, what's going on? And they were like, we're scared. We're scared. Can we come in? And we're like, yeah, you can come in. It was just really strange. And when they came in, they sat down and their eyes eyes were black there was three girls and all three of them their eyes were solid black and every hair on my body stood up this was my first experience ever with any kind of mean bad spirits um and I saw I thought you know what let's sing a song that's religious let's sing a religious song and see if that helps me feel better because right now i'm just feeling like really terrified right now um and so we started singing a typical lds mormon song which is called i'm a child of god and we just started singing that song and um oh my god it was absolutely terrifying once we started to sing that song they let out these blood-curdling shrills and they were clawing at their ears and it just I mean I it was, I was like paralyzed with fear I couldn't even move and um all of a sudden they just got up and took off running out of the tent screaming and we just sat there we didn't know what to think um and it happened to be where there was some priesthood members. I don't know if you're religious, but in the LDS religion, there's priesthood members that, that, that they can give blessings and they can bless spirits away and stuff like that. Um, so we we found out that there was some up there. And and so I went and I told them what had happened. And I was just like, "This is, I'm just really uncomfortable with this right now. And told them what happened, where the girls w- went and who they were, what their names were. And we learned that they had a Ouija board at camp. And I've never used one. I just, I'm not one to like, I don't want to play with bad spirits. Um, I just, it's not my cup of tea, you know? And so I've never done anything like that. I know the Ouija board, I've heard a lot of people say they've had some pretty amazing, incredible things happen with it. And I think it's like any other tool it's how it's used. So if it's used for good, you're going to have a good experience. If it's used for bad, you're going to have a really bad experience. Um, but anyhow, so that, that's kind of, that was my first experience ever with spirits. And I guess they, they said that the girls were possessed by, by bad spirits. Um, so that was pretty terrifying.
0: Yeah. The, uh, anytime you ever run across any child that has black eyes, well, totally blacked out. There's a uh reference that it, that most people in the the paranormal field or paranormal world they'll actually reference someone's black-eyed children, and oh. you can actually google that and you will be amazed at, at what comes up when you uh when you enter that in the search engine really oh yes it's it's happened all over the world, and the thing is is I don't know if it'll have any lasting effects or you know now. But the one thing you never do is when they say, can we come in? You never let them in.
1: I knew that too. I knew that. And that's what hit, that's what hit me. That was so strange because, you know, at girls camp, girls don't ask if they can come in a tent. They, if they're scared, they're going in the tent, right? you know? And so that was one thing that, that that I knew was, was the moment that we said, yes, you can come in that we fucked up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like the the old uh, vampire adage to where you know uh, you know in, in movies and things to where a vampire will a- actually ask it has to have permission to step across the threshold of your home to enter your home it has to ask permission so what what Hollywood's basically saying is is evil things will will literally have to ask for permission now the demon that was in your home got permission from somebody at some point that's the reason why it was there
1: yeah but my my biggest question for that was I, and i i i believe with the experiences that i've had because i've had several um i actually was told by somebody that i'm i'm a medium of sorts i can't um i don't have like crazy amazing talent where I can like communicate with spirits mine is more of an impression I get impression of things and um, I've gotten the impression that that the evil scale I mean there's an evil scale of spirits and there's some spirits who are, are less evil than others and there are some that are extremely evil and they want to create all the chaos and they want to create the fear and they, they just feed off of that and I really feel like that demon in my house was it was just feeding off my fear and I don't, I don't know if that, if that makes sense, but
0: yeah, it makes, that makes total sense. Um, I've actually been, you know, in this field for a long time. I've, I've actually not had the podcast, but maybe about two years now, but I've uh, you know, I've been doing investigations into different things. I actually grew up on the Cherokee reservation in North Carolina. Now, oh. it, now if, if you see me, my skin is, a lighter complexion, but my mother and my father were both full-blooded Cherokee natives.
1: Are you for real?
0: Yes, ma'am. Uh, wow. In the summer, I turned black as night. But in the winter and in the fall, well, the fall, and the winter, in the spring, my skin complexion is really, really light. And it, it, it's a medical thing. I don't know the, the medical term for it, but, mm-hmm. um, it's just, a. It's the, it's in the pigmentation of my skin. I'm, I'm, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> it's okay. But, uh, I was actually, uh, t- took into training by my grandfather and the other elders on the reservation and they actually trained me to be a medicine man.
1: Oh, that's really cool.
0: So I got to learn, you know, how to extract demons from people, from homes, from areas, I watched my my grandfather and two of the other elders actually go to a house that a Catholic priest had been to. Well, two Catholic priests and a sister had been to, and they could not get the the, uh, evil entity out of the house. The evil entity actually ended up hurting the sister. It strangled her. Well, you'd say strangled because you could actually see the marks around her neck, but it wasn't from her hands. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it strangled her, and it made one of the priests extremely sick. Oh, wow. And so my grandfather and the other two elders went in, and they took me along because I was still in training. And I watched my fa- my grandfather speak in Cherokee, which is Salaji, And he did what's called hand trembling to where he could put his hands over something, and his hands would start shaking almost to the point that they were blurred out. And he did that around the entire house. And then he just reached into the shadows in a corner and it looked like he grabbed hold of something. And when he pulled back, he pulled the shadow with him.
1: Oh my God.
0: There wasn't a shadow. There was a demon standing in the corner. So when he reached out and grabbed it, he pulled, I mean, it the, the entire corner just lit up from the, from the light in the room. But there was a shadow there prior.
1: Wow that's pretty wild you know I've, I've you see on on hollywood and, and they uh, on the scary movies and stuff they portray some of this some of these mm-hmm. things and from several of my experiences uh, it's it's i can't even watch the movies because they're so scary it's so real to me exactly because i've had these terrifying experiences I, I i've had several where i've woken up unable to breathe because I have somebody on top of me, like an an entity on top of me. And that's happened quite a few times. So, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of experience with, with good spirits too, you know, some that are confused as to why they're still stuck in this, I guess there's an in-between. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but from my impressions, I get, there's like a, this life and then the next life, and there's an in-between and they get stuck in the in-between and it's like being halfway there and halfway here. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's uh well, I don't refer to it. Well, I actually do refer to it as being the veil, but it that that's actually a uh, uh trying to remember who who originally uh, coined the term. But uh, in Catholicism, I mean, even though I don't really believe in Catholicism for the simple fact that they've done some really heinous underhanded evil things in the past
1: oh for centuries
0: oh yes (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh they there's they the catholics actually have scientists where they say that they don't believe in in, uh, science they actually have scientists but their scientists say that there is a veil between this life and the next and in the veil is where you know you get your ghosts and your paranormal happenings and your demons and your monsters and, and anything, anybody you know would see and other people would be skeptic and say, Oh, well, it doesn't exist. Well, the thing is, is the veil is very, 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 very thin and it could be torn. Say like through a, a sacrifice or a, a death. That's, you know, an instantaneous death where the person doesn't know that they're dead. Oh yeah. Their soul is actually on the other side of the veil but they can still interact with us because the veil is so thin and the more and more bad stuff that happens in the world. As we go forward into the future, the more, the thinner and thinner that veil gets to eventually to, to eventually to the point to where that veil is going to disappear. Yeah, and that,
1: that's very scary.
0: <laughs> it is, but it isn't at the same time because I, I, now on the isn't side of it is everything that I've been trying to tell people for years and years and years and years. And and that's one of the reasons for this podcast is there are things out there that you've been told all your life do not exist. I'm sad to say those people were lying to you Mm -hmm. and it's going to come out.
1: I think, um, and I'm not a religious person. I don't practice any sort of religion or believe any sort of way, But, um, you know, I, I definitely believe in, in spirits and I don't totally know. I don't, I don't, I don't know and understand enough to be able to say, uh, you know, they're, they have unfinished business. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, but, um, but from my experience, you know, I, I have had, I believe some of the evilest of the evil demons, come to me and be in my house and so i'm a firm believer i mean i I don't know about this the veil i i think that's a very interesting i mean that's very interesting (laughs) (laughs) but um you know i i i would be interesting to see someday if we ever get to find out like what what actually is how it actually works you know how these spirits end up stuck or you know, angry or evil or whatever, unless you already know that. I don't know a lot about, a lot about this stuff. Well, (laughs) I just know what I experienced.
0: Right. I'm not an expert. There are no experts in in any of these fields. I mean, there's a lot of people say, well, I'm an expert because I've been doing it for 40 years. No, you're not because you're going to learn a ton of stuff tomorrow. So you're not an expert. You're just, you know, everybody's just like me, you know, that, that has been in this field for a long time. I, I consider myself an investigator, not a, um, uh, there's another word for it anyway. But, uh, you know, so I, I investigate these things when, you know, if, and when I can and when I can't, you know, uh, I, I, so I have the podcast for people to come on. So maybe somebody else that's going through the same thing that you're going, that you, that you went through or are currently going through and you have a way to stop it or did stop it. Then the next person can say, Oh, you know, there's hope.
1: Right. Well, and you know, that's a tough situation to be in because I feel like there are so many non-believers and so many people that would be very quick to point a finger and say, Oh my God, you're crazy. Like you, you're psycho, you need mental health help. Like people are cruel that way. And so I feel like having a podcast is actually really cool because like you said, if somebody's in that situation and they don't feel like they can come say anything because they're scared of how others might perceive them, then, you know, if by all, I mean, that, that'd be the most amazing way to help somebody. I feel like.
0: Well, you know, and, and that's what I tell everybody all the time. And I have a lot of people who actually flake on me when I, you know get it to the point to where it was today with you send, send the invitation. And all of a sudden like, no response, they don't come on. And then I find out later, well, I, I changed my mind. I was real. I was really scared. And I was really, you know, I was uh, nervous. And I'm like, well, with me, you don't have to be scared and nervous. I'm not going to tell you you're crazy. I'm not going to tell you you're nuts. You could literally tell me that you seen a, a, a small four foot UFO land in your backyard. Just bear with me on this. Okay. okay. A four foot UFO land in your backyard. And when the door opened up out of a four foot UFO step, a six foot purple Elvis. Okay. Okay. And I will still let you come on the show and tell you and tell your experience, because this is how the mind works. When the mind sees something that it cannot wrap itself around and it cannot understand, it will create an image that's more pleasing to your eye. So say that four foot UFO that landed in your backyard. Now say your backyard doesn't have a fence. It's just an open field could have actually been, you know, a hundred some odd foot triangular UFO and what stepped out could have been the most horrifying thing that we have, that mankind has ever seen. But your mind made it look like a six foot purple Elvis.
1: Yeah. Which I would be fine with a six foot purple Elvis, but you know, thinking about I've never seen anything like UFOs or anything like that. I've never seen aliens or so I don't I I can't speak to that part of things, but um I definitely believe in the spirit world. There's there's something I I don't know how to explain it, but there there's something out there. There's something else out there. So
0: oh, Okay, so so you work in the healthcare field, right? I do, yeah. Okay. So you understand the whole thing of when somebody dies and they die unexpectedly, that there's a possibility that their spirit could be stuck here because they don't understand that they're dead. Correct. Absolutely.
1: I agree with that.
0: Okay. Well, not I'm not saying all because I will have a listener go, well, you're full of shit. Not all, but, the majority of spirits that we come in contact with on a day-to-day basis, it may not be in a recent time thing. It may be in, you know, back in the the sixties, fifties, forties, thirties, or on back. Most of the spirits that we come in contact with that are benevolent are people who died unexpectedly, whether it been the, during the Spanish flu epidemic or the, the the recent, I'm just going to say the recent epidemic. So Spotify doesn't have a field day with me um, or, you know, earthquakes or car accidents or stabbings or shootings or something that was an unexpected death that happened instantaneous. And what they're actually doing is, is they're going about their day-to-day their day-to-day business. I mean, they don't even know we're there. They see every, they more than likely see everything around them the way that they've seen it at, you know, at the time they died. Whether they actually relive their death or not, nobody really knows. But it's uh, somebody in the uh, paranormal field uh, coined it at, well, they didn't coin it, but they called it a residual haunting. Me, and, and, re, and the residual part meaning that they're just going about their day-to-day lives. You know, so, so whether it's getting up to go to work, come home, play with the kids, they're just reliving that over and over and over. And, and those are the ones that when you go into a you know building or a house or, or out in a cemetery or things like that, where people go, well, it just walked by and didn't even look at me. Well, it's because it didn't see you. It doesn't know you're there. Right. And, and then you have uh, actual hauntings to where the spirit has been trapped on the other side for so long and hasn't been able to move on that it's an actual angry spirit. It knows it's there. It knows you're there. It knows where it's at. It just, it can't move on because it may have unfinished business here. The person may have done something in life that needs to be resolved, you know, something bad that needs to be resolved. And those would be the ones that, you know, move your keys or, you know, you set your purse down in in one spot and you go back to get it and it's not there, just little malicious things. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, What people call poltergeists, there's two different versions of a poltergeist. There's an evil entity that is called a a poltergeist because they do the same things that that your energy would actually cause. An actual poltergeist is just your negative energy that, that causes negative things to happen. And then the entity that, that, you know, would, like in the movie uh, Poltergeist, that would stack chairs or, you know, grab a child or anything like that, that is actually a demon. And it's being called a poltergeist, and people are getting that completely and totally wrong. I mean, because if you center yourself and there is no more negative energy, the negative things stop whereas a poltergeist you have to have a a spirit healer or a spirit guide or a a spirit walker to come in and remove that evil entity
1: makes sense that makes sense i was gonna ask you um am i allowed to like reference other shows or other things on here oh
0: oh yeah sure
1: okay um (laughs) i was really bored the other day and so i decided to watch robert the doll have you have you seen oh. or heard of robert the doll
0: oh i i've seen robert the doll
1: i'm like did i just open a, a rabbit hole so i okay <laughs> so you've seen robert the doll
2: oh, yeah. so
1: i watched i watched robert the doll and i was pretty skeptical at first i was like okay like I don't really believe that I don't believe things can be- um let me things can be haunted. Let me figure out how I'm trying to say this. I don't believe that that a an that like the doll would get up and run right in front of people like that's something that's really hard for me to wrap my head around. I know you're laughing because people have seen him move in the museum. <laughs> But but I mean, and I want to go see Robert next time. I'm I think he's in Key West still, isn't he? Uh,
0: I'm I'm not sure where he's at right now. But l- let me just give you one warning: do not look him directly in the eyes, and before you approach him, ask his permission.
1: Yes, I've heard that, and I've heard you need to um, thank him and tell yes. him goodbye.
0: Yes, must be proper. So there's if it's not proper. Four he will rules hurt you.
1: for Robert. Yes, four rules <laughs> for Robert, and um. But, but listening to the people who have experienced, and so many of them um, experienced Robert and experienced what Robert's done, it was really hard for me not to believe by the time that was over. Um, I didn't believe that dolls could be like, I guess, I don't know, but, but at the same time, like it, it does make sense now, I guess. <laughs> but I just, I wanted to get your take on Robert. I wanted to know how you felt about Robert. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, when I actually was introduced to Robert, I was actually introduced to Robert in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was in my twenties and I didn't, I didn't believe it. You know, I, I was like you, I was of the, the, the mindset of there's no possible way. A doll could be haunted with, with a human or evil spirit. It, it just, you know, I, I'd seen ghosts. I'd seen other things. I've come in contact with some cryptids in the past, but, there, there's no possible way a doll, a plaything, could be, you know, haunted, Robert. If you're listening, I, I do believe in you. Don't worry. Uh-huh. But uh, so they had an exhibition, well, uh, not an exhibition, but a uh, exhibit, and I walk up to this glass case, and there's a suitcase in the glass case, and the suitcase is closed. And I asked the guy sitting in the chair, I said, so what's the deal here? He said, so that's Robert the doll. And I'm like, Robert the doll. And he gave me the backstory and I read the little pamphlet and I'm like, man, you're crazy. You're just totally insane. There's, there's no possible way. So he goes, I'm the only one that can handle Robert. And that was the, the previous owner before the guy who owns Robert now. And he goes. I'm the only one that, that can actually handle Robert. And I'm the only one that can touch that, that can touch the suitcase. You can put your hands on the glass. and He won't do anything because he he knows you're there, but he doesn't know you're ne- you're there. Right? You're not touching him. Right. So he so he he lifts the glass box up off the suitcase, opens the suitcase, and immediately before the suitcase opens, tells me to look in a different direction. I'm sorry, a different direction. I said okay. He said, now, before you look at Robert, ask Robert if it's okay for you to look at him and then ask for permission to be able to, you know, ask questions or this, that, and the other. And then when you're, when you're done, say bye, say thank you, and rattled it off, yada, yada, yada. I didn't ask for permission, and I looked at him, and I immediately got a nasty migraine. I never had a migraine or a headache in my life up to that point, except for when I'd hit my head on something. And I didn't ask him to, to speak to him. And I went to open my mouth to speak and my jaw slammed shut to the point that I actually cracked the tooth.
1: Oh my God.
0: I mean, it, it was like somebody was holding the top of my head in the bottom of my jaw and my jaw wasn't connected to my, you know, by the tendons and they just slammed it shut. Wow. And, you know, things started clicking. So I apologized. I mean, and I had to do it in my mind because I couldn't open my mouth because my mouth hurts so bad. And I apologized in in my mind. I said, Robert, I'm sorry. I should have believed, you know, would you accept my apology? I closed my eyes and then the pain subsided a little bit. My jaw actually relaxed and I could open my mouth and I put my hands on the glass and I, and I told it, you know, I I just told Robert, you know, I'm like, "I, I didn't believe in, didn't believe in you. I'm sorry. You know, I'll be sure to let others know in the future that ever ask about you exactly what's going on, that you are there, that you can do things, that you are powerful. And even though my tooth was cracked and it was hurting like hell, the pain started going away. You know, like I said, my jaw relaxed even more. The migraine went away. And the guy looked at me and and kind of chuckled. He said, thought I was lying, didn't you?
1: Oh, I bet he gets that a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, wow.
1: That's pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. If you, if you ever get a chance to go see Robert formalities to stick to the formalities. Stick to the formalities.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's Was he wearing the sailor suit when you saw him?
0: No, he, the, the, the guy had him in, uh, an old, ratty uh it looked like a sunday suit for like a oh, kid okay. but it was old i mean it was like burl a burlap old and okay. and i asked him and i even asked him that because when you when you whenever you see pictures of robert it, he's always in a sailor suit mm-hmm. and i asked him i said so where is sail- was it where's his sailor suit and this is the guy's response robert wanted it cleaned oh
1: okay I mean, I could see that because the people who've owned Robert in the past, like he has an opinion and he tells them what he wants and watching, if you haven't watched Robert the doll, you should watch Robert the doll. <laughs> I don't
0: know if I um, want to say Robert again.
1: <laughs> it, it was really interesting to say the least. Um, and I, I, I try to stay away from paranormal. Like I said, the paranormal, it doesn't always scare me. It's the dark side that scares me. Because um, I've come across, I, I've actually seen relatives after they've passed away, um, and like graveyards are very noisy places for me. There's a lot of chitter chatter I can I can hear, and I get impressions on like how people die. Um, when I walk through there, I don't like to go to the cemeteries because of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very much a believer in the paranormal. I think that's why I I have maybe it's an unhealthy fear I don't know but I have a a fear of the dark side of it and I just I guess for me personally it's not something I want to dabble with it's not something I want to mess with I like to feel happy and I like to feel love peace and joy and I just when I'm when dark entities are around it's like they suck all of that out there is no love there is no joy there's no happiness it's just dark hatred and fear and that's what the, the, I feel when they're around. And so it's very scary for me to uh, think about the darker side of things.
0: So you're a sensitive. So you you, you actually, you, you, can hear, you can hear the chitter chatter and you can, uh, and you get an impression of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've had to deal with all my life since I could all the way back as far as I can remember. And if my mom was still alive, I'd, I'd have her tell you too, because she actually experienced the same thing. I don't, I mean, I can hear a little bit of chitter chatter, but it's like, it's way off in the distance.
1: And like whispers, right.
0: And, like, and, whispers, and whispers, but I don't get impressions uh, without sounding cliche of the movie six Sense, I see dead people.
1: Yeah, I do too. I can, I mean, I, I, I don't. And that's the thing is sometimes I don't realize they're dead. I don't yeah. know if that happens to you, but oh, yeah, that happens to me. And I don't, I don't even know that they're dead. I've had spirits come to me in dreams before and tell me certain things or um, or like if I had a friend that that was killed in a pretty bad accident and that friend came to me in a dream and just told me they were okay and that they were happy and that I didn't need to worry anymore and I needed that because I was just worried sick that they felt pain from this accident and, you know, just wondering how long did they suffer? How long were they in pain for? How long did they realize what was going on and realize I'm dying? You know, that's terrifying for me to think about my friend going through that. And so I really struggled, but, but after they came to me in the dream, you know, I was, I was okay. And I was able to move forward past those thoughts and know that they were at peace. Yep. so I have things like that happen all the time I don't know what they're called but I guess just sensitive to the other side I don't know
0: and from what you've been saying you're extremely sensitive yeah the uh one of the instances that I had was I was actually at the courthouse here in Idaho Falls and I don't remember what I was doing but I came out and there was a little little old lady sitting on one of the benches outside and it was a hot day you know So I I sat down beside her, and I had like a 45-minute conversation with her before it dawned on me some of the things that she was telling me and some of the places that that she was going to go after she left the courthouse did not exist in this town anymore and hadn't existed for 80-some-odd years. And as she got up to leave, that's when I actually caught what she was wearing she wasn't wearing, you know, like a, an old lady dress. Um, I, I don't mean to offend anybody listening. I, I can't really, a grandma, a grandma dress or anything like that. The dress and everything that she was wearing. And then the hat that she put on her head was actually Victorian era. I was
1: going to say Victorian era. There are so many spirits from the Victorian era and I don't know why I had one. I lived when I lived in Utah um, that came and she was wearing like a sage green Victorian style dress and she had red hair and she was mean and she would scare my child. My child actually would, um, came out and told me that she was scared of the, the green lady. She called her the green lady. And at first, cause I hadn't seen the green lady yet. And so I, I kept asking her, you know, what green lady, baby, what green lady, the green lady in my room. So I'd go in her room and I wouldn't see anybody. Look out the window, wouldn't see anybody. But I felt in my heart like something is going on. Because this little kid, was she was, what, two and a half, three? I mean, uh, that just doesn't happen with little kids. I feel like little kids are so sensitive. Little kids see stuff. And when little kids say scary things like that, it's real. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, But, But yeah. And one day, finally, I saw the green lady in the hall. And I was like... I went in and I said, I don't know why you're angry, but you're not going to hurt my child and you're not going to scare my child and you will leave this house and you will never come back. And she did. I don't know if she just needed someone to like kind of put her in her place or what, but a lot of the spirits I've seen have been Victorian era and also um, Civil War era. So,
0: yep, Uh, I, I have no inkling or idea at all of why they have stayed around when uh, when you know many others from many other eras have moved on mm-hmm. I have no idea maybe maybe during the Victorian era era or the Civil War era they actually knew more about the spirit world than we do now because everything is closed off to us now we have to dig and dig and dig to get information mm-hmm. Maybe it was more open to them then and they knew how to say okay well, I'm dying of a, of a gut shot wound. All my family's gone. You know, I I really don't want to move on. How can I stay? I don't know. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Well, like you were saying with the traumatic death, so being in the healthcare field, I've seen a lot of deaths, a lot. Um, some traumatic, some not, um, some expected, some not, um, And it's, it's very interesting to me because I get the impression when they die of their spirit, leaving the body and you can almost watch it happen. Um, one of the favorite, I should say the favorite ways, but one of the best ways, I guess you could say to, to see that happen is in their eyes, just look in their eyes. And as the spirit leaves, the eyes become dim. The light, it literally, the light goes out Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it's. Pretty crazy, and i 've seen videos of people dying, and um, you can see what looks like a spirit just kind of raising out of the body and just dissipating so you know i i 've seen that and i 've gotten impressions in the hospital rooms, very creepy impressions of i 'm being watched there 's someone else in here when there wasn 't a patient in there, it was an empty room. Um, that's happened a lot. So, I mean, I've, I've seen it a lot, <laughs> unfortunately.
0: Oh yeah. So, so, uh, would you be willing to come back on, come back on if the, if, if the listeners, uh, asked for you to come back to extrapolate more on something that, or anything that we've talked about tonight?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you know, by all means, you—I mean—you uh, have my contact info. Um, well, you, you know how to get in con- uh, get in contact with me about, about the podcast. If you know anybody else that have had has had any experiences, and you and they're brave enough to come on, or maybe you can, you know, poke them and prod them to come on.
2: Sure. Um. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So. We'll have you back on uh, on another episode okay yeah and, I'm happy to be back and and uh and we'll talk some more and maybe there maybe between now and then you know there'll be something else that has happened or something else that you thought of that didn't come to you tonight,
1: sure, yeah, and I can definitely take notes and try and remember experience i mean I've had so many that I can okay. remember. And so I, I mean, I can jot down those and come up with m- new ones that, that I haven't thought of before that I had a long time ago or whatever. So yeah, just let me know.
0: All right. So, uh, so I have, uh, two more to record tomorrow, possibly two more Tuesday. So whenever your next day, your next day would, would be free, just shoot me a message and let me know and we'll record again.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: All right. So, join us next time on another exciting episode from your friendly podcaster in the sky. You can find us on the web at www.investigation-cryptoparaology. That's C-R-Y-P-T-O-P-A-R-A-O-L-O-G-Y.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash investigation Crypto. Listen to us on any major podcast players including Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. We continue to spread to more podcast players each day. You may contact us by using the contact page on the website or by sending a direct message to our Facebook page or by emailing us directly at investigationcryptoparology at gmail.com. That is c r y P-T-O-P-A-R-A-O-L-O-G-Y at gmail.com Also, I would like to add this. If you're feeling down on yourself or like you don't matter or there's no hope left, we're here for you. You can contact us through our Facebook page or by emailing us at investigationcryptopairology at gmail.com We are happy to listen and possibly help you find a better tomorrow. If you don't want to talk to us, you can contact the Suicide Hotline of the United States. They have a crisis text line if you verbally speaking to someone is not your thing. Text HOME, all capital letters, H-O-M-E, to if you don't, If you do want to verbally speak to someone, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And if you are a veteran, you can also call 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. I sincerely hope you will join us again next time for another spine-tingling, hair-raising experience from the depths of the abyss. If you would like to contact me about an experience you have had or to get on the show, email me at investigationcryptopairology at gmail.com. That's investigation c r y p t o p a r a o l o g y at gmail.com.